so we'll um, start with this mahavakya the greater the discord the greater the possible harmony what a mahamantra <laughs> It reminds me of two things. One is, the mother says that truth is supreme harmony and delight. This is how she is defined. We hear truth is harsh. She says truth is delight. Truth is barren. She says truth is harmony. The barrenness is exclude everything. That is how we understand truth. Here, harmony, which is so much more difficult, harmony, the best example of harmony is nature before man came. And the mother gives this example of a wild garden uh, in, um, in Paris where she once stumbled in. Nobody was taking care. Because everything has its place, its season, its cycles... It's interdependence without threatening others, even though there is the prayer, those who are praying upon and those who are being prayed upon. Yet nature makes such a balance. It's such a beautiful balance. Of course, animals, it happens instinctively. With man, the harmony is disturbed now. And well, because man has to build a conscious harmony, which is of a greater order by bringing in new forces into play. With animals, the higher forces are way behind. That's why they are asana mrityo. They are living in that realm of darkness. So, pushed by the infinite consciousness, aditi from behind. That's how the species are driven. But when we look at the way harmony exists in creation, it's so amazing. But we, with our thought, disturb the harmony. But we have to reclaim it by going one step higher. So, harmony is not by excluding. We think... For the sake of harmony, I have often heard people, Are for the sake of harmony, better to be quiet. It's okay, but if this quietude means stifling the goal of life, the very purpose for which one is born, then it's not harmony. Or people create harmony by stifling the other person. You keep quiet. That harmony we have seen in the just the age before us where Children and women were asked, you keep quiet, man, purusha, intelligence is with the purusha, prakriti is only to receive that light. This is because of this conception which went into. Now prakriti is giving back. <laughs> so, <laughs> and children also. Oh, you think you know it? Dad, can you keep quiet? <laughs> so... Why? Because now you have to bring harmony. Now it's a real, real challenge. So harmony is not created just like unity is not about tolerance and it's not created by these means. In harmony, each one nourishes the other and mutually to grow together. It's far more difficult. If we give space to each other, how beautifully Khalil Gibran says, let there be spaces in your togetherness. And the more you grow, the more space you require. And yet there is a mutual nourishment without preying upon the other, finishing the other, or allowing yourself to become a martyr and be finished. None of these things create harmony. So anyways, this is a mantra. We will come back later. We will close this chapter with one beautiful sentence on page uh, 6. Page 6, somewhere in the middle. I sometimes tend to forget to say the page. Please remind, there is nothing wrong because we are one unit. <laughs> so, this is few lines below. The animal is a living laboratory in which nature has, it is said, worked out man. We never thought of it like that. Animal is a living laboratory. That's true. See, monkey's curiosity. Once I was seeing a monkey playing with, you know, give it just an empty can. Thousand ways he will take it up, throw it. God knows what he's doing. And once I was watching and I said, see, at least the fellow is curious. 
and this curiosity will lead to becoming a man a man starts with this curiosity so he is curious he is god knows i must have watched for almost half an hour and i was amazed what is he doing i was waiting he to do something out of it but he was just playing with it playing means throwing here then again he'll keep quiet again go there so it's a laboratory in which now the thought is beginning to enter like crow so it is beginning to enter and slowly matter will adapt and adjust to it so it's a living laboratory man himself may well be a thinking and living laboratory so we are not just living laboratory we are a thinking and living laboratory in whom and with whose conscious cooperation she wills to work out the superman the god so we are thinking and living but laboratory nevertheless as shubhit wrote in one of his letters to a disciple from america that this ashram is a laboratory as your friend x puts it <laughs> now you know people don't know so when we come here we come here to submit ourselves to the grand experiment <laughs> where is it going on going on in all of us and it's not something which is visible but it's going on that's why sometimes you'll see explosions because sometimes chemicals don't combine well well shubhit said that when <laughs> once <laughs> Uh, someone reported about champaklalji and someone else coming together and there was fire <laughs> and he said when two combustible elements come together there is naturally heat and fire <laughs> he put it like that so certain combinations but nevertheless through all this something is being worked out and what is that being worked out or shall we not say rather to manifest god so that is how shivinda puts it in, in context of wars that men die so that man may live and god be born that's how shubhendra describes the action of krishna in the mahabharata war he said shri krishna through the bloodshed in the mahabharata saved india can we understand it dhritarashtra couldn't understand even now there are people who say mahabharata war was only to teach us the futility of war no sir when shobindu was asked that in the new millennium ah there will be no more wars he said most likely the new age will come through the doors of war because war is a perpetual phenomena inside human beings some kind of conflict and of course there is also the violence so all this has to find its right direction and there is it's left to nature and the supernature so we don't have to worry and with that we enter into the second chapter and this chapter has part 1 and part 2 the two negations so basically man's search has led him in two seemingly completely opposite directions yes so he is searching for the same thing pure truth unmixed bliss unmixed truth pure bliss immortality he is searching for the same things freedom but it has led him into two directions and for that there is a interesting story please don't ask me the reference when sugriv tells all the monkeys go in four directions find mata sita and come back but as they are going to leave he says hold on if you don't find make sure that you don't come back because you won't live to see another day now <laughs> the monkeys go so we hear about the kapi which goes in the southern direction and we know what happened now mata sita is none else but the divine power which has become bhumija in matter and ravan also knows that's why he wants her he knows without her i can never be all powerful my empire will always be shaky and shady so he has all the gods at his disposal but he wants that power and divine mother goes he says okay you have your own chance and he tries whatever that story is a different story and then of course hanuman and they go and they finally find and they come back and they say jai shri ram now this is the this part we know but ramayana doesn't say what happened to the other monkeys who went in the north who went on the west and went in the east and actually they didn't find so they can't come back 
So the only way to survive was with this. They said, there is no Ram, there is no Sita. Don't talk about them. <laughs> but they are still searching. That is a paradox. <laughs> because it's programmed by Sugriv. Culprit is Sugriv. You find Sita. Now they couldn't find. So where are they searching? In matter. Going deeper. That ultimate power we'll find there. So they are still searching. But in their search they will say, No, 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 don't talk about God. God doesn't exist. Matter only is. And Ram and Sita, it is a blasphemy if in a material, scientific, material world you even talk about God. So they have declared. But the problem is, <laughs> the Hanuman is growing. And all the monkeys who came back, ultimately, you know, they are with Mata Sita. When Shakti shifts wherever she goes, see, this is so symbolic. Mother's birth is in France, which was the hub of the previous uh, 2000 years between Greek and Greece and France. They shared all the, uh, you know, awakening. And in France, most of it was being worked out. If you look at France, it, is, it was the hub of the, just the previous age, the age of the rational man where freedom, equality, brotherhood all this came into existence but then Shakti shifted to Pondicherry it has become <laughs> so when people ask future of India I said wherever the divine has shifted future to wahi hoga <laughs> you have no choice and she has a part in her Leela and Shurabindu says that in so many words that for this Chatur Yuga at least this chosen country is India. He says in so many words in yoga and its objects. For every age, God reserves a country for his manifestation from where the light can radiate. And for this Chatur Yuga at least, so beyond it, of course, it's a different story. He says it is India is the divinely chosen country. And coming together of India and France, defying all logical, you know, expectations is a very very beautiful indication of the new creation coming closer anyways we need not go into that but let's see what happened to the other three group of monkeys they went in matter man's search took him to plunge into matter and as he went into matter initially he said yes matter is real see I can see it touch it sense it wonderful this is real. What they talk about God, hallucinations, somebody had a dream, vision, vegetation, all this nonsense. This is real. So Kali heard this. Kali danced and matter began to crumble. They say, he kya hua? Yes, where is the solid world? That's what happened in 1900 in the Congress of Science. So they plunged deeper. Let's find. They took out some atom, the stable structure. No, no, no. The atom was split. Tremendous energy, still deeper, deeper. And at the end they said, there is nothing. So the Indian mystic said, we told you, going deep inside, we also told you there is nothing. You didn't understand our nothing. Between these two nothingnesses, world has emerged. And both are trying to understand. The ascetic who goes to the extreme and declares there is nothing. What this nothing is, we will talk about. So we can... Be with the life divine. Shubhinda says, what is that nothing? And this materialist also discovered nothing. The ascetic on the way discovered the wheeling of the stars and the materialist on his way discovered the wheeling of atoms and found a similarity. So both are now beginning to shake hands. At least the Nataraj statue is there in Sweden or Switzerland. And now you know they are saying... Why are we not talking to each other? After all, we are probably saying the same thing. So this is how materialism went into... So Shiobindu takes it in two chapters. The materialist denial and the ascetic refusal. Meaning thereby the materialist denies anything that is like God, light, truth, which... But he is still searching for truth. And the ascetic refuses, on the other hand, anything to do with matter... So people still ask, Sir, how do you manage material life as well as spiritual life? So there are many answers, but one of them is, manage the spiritual life, the spiritual life will manage your material life. But if you manage only the material life, you will lose both. <laughs> so this is the whole logic, how it works. 
Yokshim Vahamyam means that. So the materialist denial. Page 8. The affirmation of a divine life upon earth and an immortal sense in mortal existence can have no base unless we recognize not only eternal spirit as the inhabitant of the bodily mansion, the wearer of this mutable robe, but accept matter of which it is made as a fit and noble material out of which he weaves constantly his garbs, builds recurrently the unending series of his mansions. How beautifully Shubhinda defines matter. Yes, he is the resident inside, but he is wearing this garb. This is his mansion. Therefore, it must be beautiful. Sometime back, uh, somebody had just written a letter. Sir, ki kya hai? you know, we want to, lazy, we don't want to spare the effort of thought. Sir, you melt any ornament, ultimately it will give gold. I said, yes. And you melt gold, it will give you ultimately atoms. But does the ornament have any value or not? Gold is meant to create that. Otherwise, what use is gold in its unmanifest state? This is the example given in typical Vedantic thought that ultimately all is one meaning thereby. That you melt it, it is gold. True. In its unmanifest state, it is gold. But what about manifestation? So we see this tendency of missing out the manifestation. Whereas both are necessary. We need gold. Without gold, there can be no gold ornament. But we also need the ornament so that gold can fulfill itself. Divine fulfills himself through creation. Like an artist fulfills himself through his painting. Like a writer fulfills himself through a story, a novel or a book or a poem. So through creation, divine fulfills himself. This creation is the grand poetry, song, painting, call it whatever, of the divine artist who is hidden behind. Both are needed for the divine life. We cannot simply say, yes, yes, divine is there, therefore divine life is automatically there. No. A divine life cannot reject matter because matter is the material through which it is going to manifest, express itself. So a person seeking the divine life cannot have that view towards matter as we see in typical spiritual so-called or ascetically endowed movement. That no, 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 we have to discard it. But there also there are strange paradoxes. Uh, an extreme rejection of outwardly of material life. If there is one example you see really in Vardhavan Mahavir. And he is not rejecting anything but simply because he is seeking it and therefore everything drops. To that extent that you know even the physical body that's how it is visualized. But see his sacrifice bears a strange fruit. And I whatever I have studied of all the communities some of the richest people are those who who are Jains who are worshipping Vardhman Mahavir it's a strange paradox they don't follow that way but they just have so all that is there that abundance flows into the community I'm not saying that if you want money please become a Jain I'm just saying that it's a paradox. It's a strange paradox which strikes you. Somehow money comes. And whereas that is an extreme instance of completely rejecting matter and material life. But we cannot have that as the goal. That is okay if you want only inner perfection. But what is the use of this inner perfection if it does not translate into outer manifestation? So that's what Sri is reminding us. And then he tells us a story of these two approaches. The story is there in Taitriya Upanishad. It's there in the beginning of this chapter. And the story, he quotes a part of it. So I'll tell the full story. Varuni goes to his father and he asks him, Rishi Gotama, that uh, tell me of the Brahman. So Rishi Gotama doesn't say, okay, bring me something, board, or I'll draw a map, diagram. He doesn't say, he says, you think about it. And tell me. So he says you do ascases energize. Energize is like 
Conserve all the energies. That's what Brahmacharya means. And focus it entirely on knowing what is Brahman. So after one year he comes. He says, Father, I have discovered. What have you discovered? Matter is Brahman. He says, okay. Past kindergarten. What? Energize yourself more. So after some time he comes back and says, energy. Life energy. That is Brahman. Because that is the basis with it. Out of energy, matter is made and absorbed back. He says, good. Secondary, primary schooling done. Come back. After some more time. So again he says, what directs the, this energy to build matter? There has to be something which operates, makes this dance of energy meaningful. So then he comes back and says, mind. That's how people say mind as the, you know, which gives form. It is the form maker. It directs the energy to change, give, give form, precipitate into form. She says, okay, my child, you are ready for the school leaving certificate. Do you want to know more? Yes. Where does mind come from? Okay. Concentrate still further. So he concentrates. Then he comes back and he says, Vigyanam Brahmeti. There is the cause, original cause, out of which mind came, life came, matter came, all this in a sequence. And to know still further, how did this cause start unrolling? For what purpose? For what sake? He says, yes, yes. So, further, PhD. So, after long contemplation, he comes back and he says, Papa, I have found. What have you found? Anandam Brahmeti. There is no cause in the way we understand for the sake of delight unfolding itself. Ask the sea why it is doing what it is doing. Sea will laugh. He will say, I don't answer these questions. You want to come? Walk with me. <laughs> Have the delight for the sake of delight. Anandam Brahmeti. So now, one extreme is matter is Brahman. The other extreme is Anandam Brahmeti. Shivoham, Shivoham. But what we have missed is the missing links of mind and life. And this, of course, the super mind. Because we have missed these links, we cannot understand. This is Jada Prakarti and this is the Purusha. That is how from the Sankhya explanation and we have carried this all through. So it's a very strange uh, from where all this idea came. So Prakarti is otherwise Jada. It has everything which is given into to it. All the 23 elements or 24 depends on what system you follow. The Panchendriya, Karmendriya and uh, Mano, Buddhi, Ankar, etc, etc. But then, what really happens to this Prakriti? Purusha alone has the light. Purusha is above. So when its light falls into Prakriti, Prakriti starts acting and Purusha is enamored of this movement that is going on. So after some time he says, enough is enough. He turns back into itself and discovers, ah, I am Purusha. It's not a very, it is a truth at seen at one level. But Shurabindo, that's what he says, that Prakriti also has an origin in Para-Prakriti. Just as Purusha has its origin in the Param-Purusha. So that's later on Shurabindo speaks all this in great detail. But Purusha and Prakriti. So we have the Jada-Prakriti. What is Prakriti? It is Jada, mechanical. And we doctors also treat like that. Your body, it can't do anything by itself. Only my medicines can cure you. Why? Because body is dead, it can't do anything. I mean, we treat it like a dead body. But if we treat it like a living body, not only living, conscious body, then see, things change. But for that we have to bring in life and mind as intermediaries. Because body without life and mind is indeed a, more or less a dead body. So that, several places Shubhind will bring. So, normally it is understood that this Prakriti Jad, mechanical, habitual, it is... As per the habitual motion, wherever it came from, that's irrelevant. Purusha has to withdraw its sanction from Prakriti and vanish. So all that Shurabindo describes to us on the next page, Purusha and Prakriti, the passively luminous soul of the Sankhyas and their mechanical active energy have nothing in common. He says, if that is the philosophy we are going to take, then there is no hope of divine life. So what we have to bring in, and there he says, materialism will keep on discovering Behind matter there is life. Already 
material scientists have entered into the occult where their particles which are vanishing and coming vanishing and coming so already it has entered that's why it's so much power that you know now we are discovering that the subtler element you go the more powerful it becomes so now because it is there this seeking is there in material science it will discover end up discovering life and then mind the principle of life and mind not life and mind that is manifested in matter so he says on page 10 or maybe we can start from page 9 last sentence therefore in these barren contradictions the human mind cannot rest satisfied it must seek always a complete affirmation it can find it only by a luminous reconciliation luminous reconciliation is if prakriti is only jad mechanical and purusha only is then there cannot be reconciliation reconciliation means a luminous reconciliation both need to discover their own highest possibility in truth to reach that reconciliation it must traverse the degrees which our inner consciousness impresses on us imposes on us and whether by objective method of analysis applied to life and mind as to matter or by subjective synthesis and illumination arrive at the repose of the ultimate unity without denying the energy of the expressive multiplicity so it's so beautiful that matter material scientist must discover that what is this life energy for example today when we say about life energy when breathing stops we say life has stopped all that we can say is the instruments through which life was expressing those instruments have stopped working you replace it with other instrument ventilator mechanically life continues what about when the person departs life continues it's on all the planes see this small little change that life does not end this is instrument of in matter built by life to express itself there are animals in which you don't have lungs they live so it is not lungs so saying that life breathing stops that means there is no more life all that we can say is when breathing stops there is no more life as we experience it in the material body but life exists on its own plane that's why sometimes after death we have visitations from those who have departed and one of the craziest stories was of my friend anand bhai okay he will he'll be happy because he narrated this story about his grandfather when he was on the death bed he said why are you feeling so chatpat chatpat geeta has said everybody who is born dies what is it you should be detached all this so poor fellow <laughs> listen to him and then he departed then that night he was describing to me that his grandfather came to him in a dream and he experienced a deep shearing pain in his heart and as he was experiencing this pain he tells him now you understand what one experiences as pain when one is dying i couldn't tell you all this so he got up with sweat and just to calm himself he went to the shelf took out one of sherbindo's volume randomly and opened it and the page that opens is from the now it is kena and other upanishads so the page he opens is portion of the prashna prishad where the rishi says that through 101 spokes the life force is tied to the body and when it is dis- dislocated detached that is the pain of death that people experience so he said my god what a link and when mother was asked this he said yes but if you are attached then you do this chatpat if you are detached there is no pain and if you are turned to divine then it is balle balle mane bliss bliss all is like bliss because you are going from the workplace to home there is nothing to feel unhappy about but the more we are attached the more there is pain that's why those who are around somebody who is unconscious or in that state don't say mama please come back say mama go peacefully you are fine you are happy you have given us we are grateful to you why because if it comes back it's quite a painful because maybe the time is over 
this was a science and art which was there in India. But out of attachment, the person will come back if there is such a deep degree of attachment. Savitri doesn't do out of attachment. You often quote that. Savitri says, my love is not a hunger of the flesh. I want him because both of us have to do a work together for the sake of the divine. Then he comes back. Because all through death says, what is this love you are saying? So this plane's life matter must discover. Equally the ascetic cannot deny all this. And why not? He says, life itself imposes it. Tell an ascetic, nothing exists. Okay, from today, put a clip on the nose, stop breathing. You can't. So they have these explanations, sarir, shesha karma and all those things are there. You can't because it will come back to you. You can't go like a mindless lunatic and say, I have found God. You have to operate. So as long as you are connected with the earth, you will operate through life and mind. They will impose. We can't find God without life, energy and the mind all coming together. Equally, if an ascetic has to act, even if he has to give a talk and say that, you know, all is maya, he has to speak to the mouth for which he needs energy, rasgullas and gulab jamun, he can't just say, I mean, whatever he eats, that's a different story. But this is where Shivabindu is reminding us of the Missing links which the materialist misses. But he says that nowadays that has come through the back door. Through those uh, recording of those phenomena. Now you know people are trying to understand dreams as if they are communicating something. Hallucinations, uh, telepathy, clairvoyance, clear audience. These phenomena are slowly being uh, documented and material science is admitting. Though it is still trying to find its material basis. Material monism, which is very dangerous. This is a word Shurabindu uses here, which needs to be clarified. We are very happy when we are told, you know, the story of Ramayana, it's all about the brain, the nervous system. My God, it is so dangerous. Because that means Rama and Lakshmana and everybody is nothing but the left brain and the right brain and the corpus callosum in between. Yes, there is a single plan. So everywhere we will see its replica. Like in the original, we will have the divine at the center and all creation moving around him. But we cannot say, see, that's about the structure of atom which our Rishi is new long back. Of course they knew, Kanad knew about it. But that's not the whole truth. This material monism is very dangerous. We are very happy when science confirms. See, Hamare Shastro mein likata, science bhi hai bol raha, ye nahi bol raha hai. It is saying something similar because there is only one single plan. Origin is there, not here. Ashwath tree. So we should only say, good, science, you have discovered something. It is a similar tendency when some famous person comes to ashram. People, everybody, Ari, you know, Anand Shankar has come to ashram. And somebody wrote to Shivinda, what is this tendency among us? That, you know, if any famous person come, we go running as if it is adding to the prestige of the ashram. Shivinda says, yes, exactly. This is a very wrong way. The prestige of the ashram does not depend upon the coming of these people. It's good luck to them that fortune has brought them here. It's a grace for them. That's why Shubindo denied meeting Gandhiji and Nehru that time. Both of them yet turned on. We know about Nehru, but uh, Gandhi, but we don't know about Nehru. He said no, because there will be a lot of tamasha, hangama. Inner reasons is a different story. But today we, we would have said, Oh, Gandhi ji are in. Wow. Bhag khul ashram ke. No. It's a chance given to the person. And so this is how he says that both will do their own work. And he says, but because we miss these links, what happened in, in the uh, West... They were material riches. This was the requirement. This also veil is done by the divine. So they pure They went into matter to discover because they had no means. That's why we see in movies, in American movie, if you are faced with an impossible situation, now things are changing. But the hero will do something material. He will do something with his hands, feet, go somehow manage. In India, suddenly you will see. Uh, the hero or the heroine, normally the heroine because hero has to fight. Hey, Bhagwan, Rakshakaro. And there is lightning and there is Trishul. <laughs> you know, we have this 
two extremes. So they dug into matter and they discovered material riches. No doubt about it. What did India do? All this is there in this chapter. We went deep into the spirit and we discovered spiritual riches. The time has come for both to fulfill each other. But very often we play the reverse role. So when Swamiji went to Vivekanand to America, why am I so much Swamiji is coming? Anyway, so he went to America. So he was, you know, people said, uh, we will send missionaries and all that. He said, we don't want all that. We have more than enough. We can teach you. Spiritual knowledge, don't give us. Give us material wealth. The two to come together. That's what he told them. Don't, don't give us. Spiritual knowledge, you will sound foolish. It's a different thing that we have got so impressed now. That's a different story. Because we have got disconnected from our own richness. It's coming back. So we get so impressed. No, we know all these stuff. But give us money. So that spirit can manifest. Now it is... Uh, God is saying, okay, spiritual and material wealth, both you can give. So, um, this is how it should be. So, we have to traverse the degrees. But we break, broke the rhythm and therefore we gathered these riches and then he says something very beautiful about materialism. He says, though there is a difference between the two approaches, materialism cannot endure forever. Why? Page 12, first line, there is a background, then comma, is yet less enduring, material, materialism, less effective finally than the absorbing and perilous refusal of the ascetic, for it carries within itself its own cure. Its most powerful element is the agnosticism which, admitting the unknowable behind all manifestation, extends the limits of the unknowable until it comprehends. All that is merely unknown. This is its saving grace. Scientists never say they have arrived at the finality of truth. But the mystic, the ascetic says, I have arrived at Shivoham, Shivoham. This is dangerous and the mother speaks about it. She says there are two kinds of people. One is the ascetic and the other kind is the materialist who is indulging in life. She says, personally I prefer the latter. He is more malleable. He is saying, I don't know what is there, mother, can you... And he will turn. But the ascetic, that's why when Shobinda was asked that I wish you had disciples like Swami Vivekananda, he says, I don't know whether they would agree for this work. And if they agreed, the ordinary humanity will not begin to show up. So, ascetic's refusal is far more perilous. That's why we see that age is passing away. And one personal request that I often make, please stop donating money to ascetic movements who are teaching world is maya. They don't need because world is maya. Let maya be with those who value maya. You are teaching world is maya. Fair enough. Live sincerely by that teaching and be absorbed. This is my personal this thing. That you are teaching otherworldliness and then, you know, using all the resources. Yes, if you are teaching something great and profound, it's okay. But most of the time. So that's why the refusal of the ascetic is more perilous and dangerous. Something very interesting. And then he says, another very interesting thing. That um, this materialism serves a purpose. What is the purpose it serves is something very important for nowadays for WhatsApp University. You know, whatever comes, you know what? Now people are all, you know what? You ask, where is the source? Sorry, forward ayatha. <laughs> Please don't forward forwards unless it is funny, little joking or all that. Even Mother Shurvinda's words sometimes I am because you know they are out of context, out of this thing. Sometimes death has spoken something in Savitri and it goes as a forward. With Shurvinda's name written below it. So it's so risky these forwards. And we take them as gospel truth. So materialism, what does it say? It has disciplined the intellect. A person who has rigorous material scientist will say, No, I want the proof. Where is it given? Reason it out with me. That's why today's children, 
mankind let me make a random prediction another few years by 30 31 much of mankind will go through a phase of total agnosticism all religions it is going to discard then it will be ready for sanatan dharma because you cannot go into sanatan dharma just by kind of blind belief system sanatan dharma is so scientific you are seeking searching there is a way a process then you discover it's like any scientist but not a belief system god exists is not enough for sanatan dharma i must find him become one with him because he is within me that is what it you know so there will be a phase of agnosticism and it's necessary to discipline the intellect so that when the true knowledge comes it finds an intellect that is ready see there are people who have found god it's not that they are not found but there are very few who could express one of them being swami vivekananda buddha he refused to answer metaphysical questions but yes he expressed powerfully mighty intellect shankaracharya we are not going into the ifs and buts and of course finally shurabindo what a way he expresses so that's because that agnosticism he and the mother both went through a phase of agnosticism agnosticism is not atheism atheism is an a priori denial i don't believe in god that's an irrational superstitious belief it is a religion atheism religion of no religion agnosticism is i don't know but i am ready to extend the limits of my inquiry so he says that atheism this has done a agnosticism has done a service and he says why because its indispensable utility page 13 of the very brief period of rationalistic materialism through which humanity has been passing he says there is a brief utility for it because for that vast field of evidence and experience which now begins to reopen its gates on us can only be safely entered when the intellect has been severely trained to a clear austerity seized on by unripe minds it lends itself to the most perilous distortions and misleading imaginations and actually in the past encrusted a real nucleus of truth with such an accretion of perverting superstitions and irrationalizing dogmas that all advance in true knowledge was rendered impossible that's what happened to many of the religions you can't question you can't go beyond and that's why we see even in the hardcore religions agnosticism is coming because when you ask you are saying earth is flat where is it flat they don't know the answer there is a truth behind it by the way it's not flat geographically but yes earth is bhumi that's how we understand the stable ground this flatness is not about its flatness earth is the center it's not true from the solar system point of view but it's the center of a vast scheme of things so unless we rise cow it's not about the material cow of course go hamari mata hai we should respect not only cow horse also and okay also the pig <laughs> so all living creatures but this cow is about the go the light inside gopal the guardian of light so if we don't have this disciplined intellect we will not be able to receive and express this truth the way it should be expressed so this is the uh, nature why because a few lines below he says exposed to a mixed functioning in which they are in danger of illuminating confusion rather than clarifying truth oh i had a vision of shri krishna are this is nothing it's a starting point see how shurbindo goes from one level to another i felt peace i have found nirvana no this must deepen in till this entire universe is drowned in his peace so that's why this intellect will show us this not enough this was conditional there are ifs and buts have you found peace while in the battle and the storm then one can say yes i have found peace like someone who once uh, went into a mall and uh, oh i have come to mall and you know i don't want to go out and first time one had gone out of safe confines so i said see look here sit down on this chair okay now you find krishna here i'll come i am feeling thirsty and <laughs> you have to discover in the battle in the play everywhere that's why the geeta is so marvelous so this is how mankind has to progress you discover here but then you 
should be able to that's why the wise have said page 14 earth is his footing earth is his footing she is the upanishad whenever it images the self that manifests in the universe padabhyam prithvi don't we when we create an image of saraswati or it's there inbuilt in our culture on one side we say yes divine is within but we make so many forms each form more beautiful than the other he is both form and the formless that's why shubindra says a oh, worshipper of the formless infinite reject not form what dwells in form is he so materialist emphasizes the form ascetic the spirit but both must come together and if spirit has to manifest in matter the mind should be so clear with precision you can make even an impressionist way no doubt about it so these are the ways that the mind must and then few lines below he says admire the services that agnosticism has rendered in preparing the illimitable increase of knowledge in our world uh, knowledge full stop in our world error is continually the handmaid and pathfinder of truth shubindu gives always hope at one place much later there is an aphorism of shubindu where he speaks about therefore error is justified of our children because he says through many approximation we arrive at truth so the disciple asks the mother he says i think there is no error is the mother says yes but true it is there is no error if you look at it from that large standpoint there is no error how shubindu says in savitri one who has made the world is ever its lord our errors are his steps upon the way of course we fix people in a frame of time oh dekho papi we <laughs> quick to you know condemn and quick to rejoice dekha oh papi mera kapda dekho i always wear white dress wo uska paap aapne le liya apne sar par that's why you know guru nanak says that ninda kare jo hamari mitra hamara hoye जो निंदा करे हमारी सो मित्र हमारा होए और लास्ट में आते हैं और पाप हमारे धोए ही टेक्स द बर्डन ऑन हिमसेल्फ लिटिल बाय लिटिल एंड द मैन इज फ्रीड एरर इज हिज स्टेप अपॉन द वे लाइफ डजेंट स्टॉप विद दैट सो ही सेज एरर इज रियली अ हाफ ट्रूथ दैट स्टम्बल्स बिकॉज ऑफ इट्स लिमिटेशंस मैटर इज ब्राह्मण गॉड येस बट इट इज हाफ ट्रूथ for uh, often it is truth that wears a disguise in order to arrive unobserved near to its goal how beautiful this is you tell a person no no god is not in murti there were people who just destroyed all the murtis god is not there ended up finding not even in murti not in themselves they finished music everything but we said no no it's okay murti sprang up again all over india you know why because murti is within the mind that is where the chabi is you take the chabi you make a form or you pass through the chabi into that of which the chabi is a reflection that's what we see sri ramakrishna at one stage has been asked to uh, cut the image of kali on whom he was meditating very painful episode when i read it i my heart bled did he really do it but now i understand its mystic meaning so chabi murti they are all in them also the divine resides and that is how one passes toward that and even then after discovering the divine within now the chabi and the murti have a special meaning because the divine resides there too he has made it its home so that's how shubindu says that it has done its service and what is error and he says ultimately mind attains not there not speech so therefore people have the tendency to pass into the silence there are people who say mujhe bhi bolte the why are you speaking i said bhaiya tape recorder jinke haath mein on kar dete hain switch bhar dete main kya karu tape he puts the tape i want to speak ashwin to say silence and speech are not irreconcilable out of silence speech emerges and it fulfills and enriches the silence so i said thank you some consolation of course this not speaking blabbering but 
स्पीच एंड साइलेंस आर म्यूचुअली नॉट एक्सक्लूसिव बट म्यूचुअली एनरिचिंग इफ समबडी ओनली स्पीक्स विदाउट कनेक्टिंग विद द साइलेंस इट बिकम जिबरिश इफ समबडी इज ऑलवेज डूइंग मानवरथ दैट इज ऑल्सो एन इनकम्प्लीट से काइंड ऑफ एसेटिक वे लुक एट श्योर बिंदो हाउ ब्यूटिफुली कंबाइंड समबडी हैड द टेमेरिटी टू आर श्योर बिंदो पीपल वॉट डिसाइबल्स आई मस्ट से सर इट इज बीन सेट दैट वेन दी पॉट इज हाफ एम टी इट मेक्स लॉट ऑफ नॉइज वेन इट इज फुल इट बिकम साइलेंट जस्ट इमेजिन राइटिंग दिस टू श्योर बिंदो विद वेल्ड सजेशंस श्री रामाकृष्ण एज सेट दिस एंड ही सेज येस येस बट यू नो आफ्टर दैट द पॉट वॉज फुल श्री रामाकृष्ण ऑल्सो वेंट अराउंड एंड शेयर्ड हिज नॉलेज विद पीपल एंड हिज डिसाइपल स्वामी विवेकानंदा ही सेट ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड बिकॉज वी क्रिएट फॉल्स एंटागोनिजम्स मैटर एंड स्पिरिट साइलेंस एंड स्पीच एक्शन एंड इन एक्शन दे कॉम्प्लीमेंट ईच अदर सो दिस इज वेयर ही लीड्स अस एंड फाइनली सो ही सेज दैट मैन काइंड विल गो बियॉन्ड दिस बिकॉज दिस इज द कलेक्टिव विल इन मैन टू डिस्कवर द डिवाइन इन इज टोटैलिटी एंड देयर फोर इट हेज टू पास थ्रू ऑल दीज फेजेज फ्रॉम ए ब्लाइंड बिलीफ सिस्टम रिलीजन दैट्स वॉट हैपन इन ए सर्टन कंटेक्स देन एथीज्म एग्नोस्टिसिज्म इट विल रिटर्न बैक टू इट्स प्राइमोबल लॉगिंग सर्च गॉड बट नाउ इट विल बी मोर कंप्लीट and that is why i really uh, believe that from kaliyog i believe in the sense there are two theories one is it will go back through dwapar and doesn't sound good from kaliyog and shobindo affirms that we go to a new satyug which is higher than the previous satyug why because now we have gone through that chastening and chiseling through material age so when the rishis of the future come they will be far greater mother and shobindo both have confirmed this she ramakrishna says that the seers who are going to come in the future before them the the wisdom of the seers of the past will pale because we are advancing forward we have gone through the whole chaturyug and now what is going to come will be greater so while our eyes it's good to revere the past we must remember that god moves always forward and that we do not belong to the dawns of the past we belong to the noons of the future for which a strict rigorous scientific materialism has paradoxically prepared us by giving the intellect the challenge that you are saying god prove where is god and slowly in that process we have ended up saying now it is sounding similar to what is there in the upanishads are we close to a great discovery yes we are close to a great discovery and that we will continue tomorrow thank you